I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back, I promise. If you're looking for a used car that won't break the bank, get down to Democrat Used Cars, where we'll do anything to get your vote. But best of all, every vehicle is certified by Carfax, so you'll know exactly what you're buying. Democrat Used Cars, where the deals will always surprise you. As a comic, we have to kind of decompress or compartmentalize like our craziness so we can kind of just pretend we're happy and silly on stage is <laughs> this constant kind of push down of like oh okay i don't know in therapy i just had all the stuff i was dealing with family stuff and after my dad passed and stuff and just that whole thing is weird because it's like you have this morning of everything and then and then it's just like oh okay now we have legal stuff you know and then you have to switch into that freaking thing so anyway so if i'm a little weird today that's i'm dealing oh, with I all that it. stuff my, my boyfriend he had to deal with his mom's death that happened maybe five years ago and they just handled all the selling of the house oh wow and dividing up the money through a lawyer it was like and that's how you like end up like being like i'm never going to talk to my cousins or right? my brother again over oh. money over it's, some over a person you guys all love that passed yeah. away their money you're like oh god yeah it's so weird man it's just like that you have to deal with that stuff but then at the same time, you're like, hey, you know, 100 grand would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like those feelings. It's like, I want to be like a good son and mourn my dad and everything. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like somebody's trying to rip me off here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think it's, how, how, how weird is it that your last set, that you did this week was in front of like millions of people. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. It felt really good. Yeah. And the set I did, you know, the last set I did before that was at Greenwich. Oh, great. Greenwich was the last Almost before as good. I went yeah. rehearsal. Almost as good. <laughs> Almost as good. <laughs> neck and neck. Neck and neck. Photo finish. That was amazing. I was yeah. very happy too. And I wanted, uh, I've talked with you about this. I wanted to show people that young New York comedians are still writing jokes. Sure. This isn't me poo-poo anything, but like I love people's personalities, and you yeah. can be great on a couch or even like in this format. But like, sure. write these jokes. Yeah, no, you've always been a tight joke writer. Yeah. That's what I saw when I first saw you. That's what I don't think people realize too, is that it's it's all about. And then I think I saw you in like a that little. Where did I? Say? I think the first time I saw you, saw at least paid attention. You know, is we did some. Uh, Weird thing in Tribeca, I think. Yeah. It was downstairs. And, I, yeah, I and know exactly like, the room you're talking like about. Weird. It was kind of one of those hijack situations where some people knew it was a show and then some people just wanted to party after work. Yeah, and the waiters kind of didn't even care. They were like, we know it's a show, but like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. yeah. Okay. Does she yeah. have a microphone too? Yeah, that's the worst thing you have to deal with is somebody being mad that the show is happening and you're just like, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I just wanted to do yeah. this. Constance, you're still going to get yeah. Fifteen percent from that couple yeah. that doesn't like you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put this together. It wouldn't be <laughs> like this if I did, because I'm very good at putting shows together. And then, um, yeah, I saw you. And then, you know, you had uh, the triple threat. You know, 
gay black South. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> I was like, oh, this kid's got it. I mean, uh, sweet spot. It is. No, but it's so interesting when you, you know, it's nice to have somebody that's different. You know? Yeah, and but also like similar. Like it's so, yeah, every now and exactly. then we have, like the, me, you and uh, Jason, sometimes there'll be like that Venn diagram of just Southern uh, boys back yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. at the end of the day, culturally, that will inform so much more because that's what you're, like, steeped in. And the other stuff you, yeah. like, discover as you get older. But me saying y'all, me saying yes, ma'am, when I first got yeah, here, yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. Like, sure. No, nah, but all that, yeah, all that stuff is, that's yeah, that's what you relate to first is yeah. the South, not race or in gender or anything. It's just more like, yeah, okay, yeah, you get what that is. You know what gravy on a biscuit means. <laughs> yeah. You know what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Both literally and as a euphemism. <laughs> A lot of gravy on the biscuit. <laughs> My turn to eat it. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. So I, you know, I saw you and just you know, like I said, I like people that are different. I don't. It just you know, people that kind of stand out to me that have something to offer. I think it's like. Whenever I want comics to be, you know, part of my fold or I feel like I want to work with people or, you know, I just want people to just have something different to offer, you know, because yeah. I get so bored with the same type of comedy. You know, there's so many clubs that kind of book the same kind of white guy, the same kind of energy, the same kind of, you know, jokes even, you know yeah. what I mean? If everyone's depressed, then so is the audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, speaking of Brooklyn comedy. No. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's so, so anyway, I saw you and you were funny because you had some energy that was good. I think you, were you hosting? You might have been hosting. I've hosted yeah. before. I think you hosted it, yeah. yeah. And you were just yelling at him and it was funny. Or you went on before me, one or the other. And you were just kind of yelling and stuff. And I like comics that have, you know, aren't afraid to kind of bite back. Yeah. You know, you do a really good job of saying I had jokes prepared, but if you guys want to fucking go. Yeah. We, we can go. <laughs> we can throw down if that's we what we're go. doing. I can take my, you know, my wig off and my nails. <laughs> I can throw down if that's what we're looking at. Yeah, I'll do it. This can, be, this can become a Walmart parking lot very quickly. <laughs> Walmart uh, aisle, I think. Shampoo <laughs> aisle. That's where the real, that's where the real fights are. Have you, did you see that one with a little kid? Yes. Little kids yes. kicking the mama, mama. Yeah, they're kicking and the, then the kid. <laughs> the kid gets his pouring shampoo on her. I was like, that's that's the kind of kid I was. My mom would start shit with people, and I'd jump in and shit. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, that, you had that amazing like just tag on top of tag on top of tag on top of tag about your mom starting to fight. Oh and your dad yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad hitting her, her for shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oof. Yeah. Uh, this was my first time I heard that. I was like, God damn! I was like, This is oh, this is Mississippi. I need this. <laughs> I need this. Well, we need you. Oh, so thank you, I man. think that's what's great about comedy is, uh, you know, it's just interesting to kind of watch somebody, um, you know, kind of like a little caterpillar, just kind of like popping around, yeah. trying to find a little place to blossom and you know, grow into the comedy butterfly that you've become very, and you're becoming. Very butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. Straight guys turning the moths. <laughs> You guys are moths. We're moths. I'm wasp. I'm more of a wasp yeah, guy. Yeah, you want to know why? Because you can stinger. sting I and sting, you're not baby. dead. There's other comics <laughs> that are right. bees. Yeah. They're going to sting once. They sting once. and then they die. Yeah. Then... <laughs> I know a lot about insects. <laughs> I don't think I know that much. I used to. Um, I used to always say, for me, comedy is still a service industry, and okay. so it, performing in any capacity for me is a service industry. So it's me providing a service to an audience, and that service is like my craft, my penmanship, my professionalism, and then being able to work on the fly too, so all those elements. So like have a have my set, but also like if I want to give you the illusion that this is just for you cuz it is, this is just for you. Yeah. I've never told these jokes to anyone else, baby. Even, mm -mm. 
Well, and then there's also one thing that's great about you is an offstage presence that it is almost impossible not to like you. <laughs> no, and I mean that. And that's a, and that, you know, and I'm saying that because that's how it should be. Like, you should be so likable. People, you know, not only like your comedy, they just like having you around and then it helps. Because there's a lot of people that are funny, you know, and there's a lot of people that are good on stage, but it's like, but we spend most of the time together off stage yeah. so even like with me it's like yeah I, you know i have reign to this place and i do you know book comics and stuff but it's like i still want to at the end of the day i want to be around a nice group of people you 100%. know and so you know it's like i think people can't you know like that just helps your cause that much more so if you're funny and you're working hard and people like being around you and you have a good energy it's like it's just all going to help your cause to and get you where you want to go don't, you don't cause nothing <laughs> Yeah, it, it don't, don't cost none. It don't cost none. And it's way more fun to be friendly. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like then you get good energy from people back. And like, the only thing you can lose is that happens is like you go, oh, I was nice to that person. They weren't as nice to me. I don't lose anything. I don't no. lose any sleep. I, you have yeah. good karma coming your way. You're very supportive. And it's like, no, and I just, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, it's just important. I see like young comics that don't have it at all. They don't have it. It's just like, well, that's because we should with, take care of each other. Well, what they, some people did. It happens with young actors, too. People spend their entire adolescence and, like, early 20s saying, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to be a comic. And instead of being an actor, you didn't get to be a person. So you never had to have a shitty job. You never had to have a boss you hated. You never thought about a big breakup. So how are you supposed to embody all these traits or even tell these stories on stage if you haven't lived life? If you're like, oh, I I knew I wanted to be a comic. I've been doing comedy since I was 16. I was like, no. Tell tell me about homework. I don't want to hear about you being a comic at 16. (laughs) I want to hear, like, why... Like, what's going on outside of that that can inform when you get on that stage? Sure. No. And that's what people people think it's cool to be, like, mean and, like, bitchy oh, and weird. I hate the roast culture. Like, I feel like Especially it's... if I don't know you. That's some, yeah. But, but see, that's another Southern thing. Me and Yodoye, Travis, who's from Atlanta and went to school in Birmingham, we talked about it. Like, people forget fighting words in the South are, like, a thing. We fight. Like you, I, what, we fight. I, I don't know you well enough for you to say shit to me. Oh, yeah. Like this. Oh, yeah. I'll slap you. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. I've seen it from you. It's just the hesitation where you go, wait, what? Yeah. It's a, Okay, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, I don't I don't take that well at all. And you know one thing that's, uh, I think this is an epidemic in comedy is, uh, and I've had good people, people that I even enjoy being around and I would consider friends do it. I don't think they mean to do it. And it's that thing, I think I said this in the last episode, where it's like, you know, like when you get off stage and they kind of fuck with you a little bit and you're just like, come on, man. Like, you know, (laughs) like if I had a weird set or if I said something or one of my jokes, they don't, you know, what? and it's just like, come on, man, I'm leaving the stage. I got, what am I going to do, yell back? The most vulnerable position. (laughs) I'm leaving. You still got the mic in your hand and you're going to fuck with me? It's like, leave me alone, man. I went up there and bled for this crowd. I'm just, whether it was good or bad, you know I tried. So just leave me alone. And then what you end up doing is you like make that interaction about you and me and like it like kind of some some and like when lightning strikes perfectly you can segue into if you like that here's the next person yeah, coming yeah. up but sometimes the audience is like are they okay i guess we're doing this right now for a second and i'll play like i might play with you yeah. if i'm doing something you know gay joke or something yeah. i'll you know we'll have some sort of whatever that's different yeah. i'm talking about kind of like a, a negative little jab or something oh, like, oh no like when lee and i we did our episode and i was talking about you know i opened for a johnny cash impersonator yeah. 
and he was fucking with me on the stage. <laughs> and he was like, after I got up, he's like, oh, he's probably going to run run home with his tail between his legs and trying to do it in Johnny Cash. And I was like, Johnny Cash is my hero, and he's, sh- and he's shitting on me right now. Like, this is the most weirdest surreal moment. And I got so, I got so mad. Oh my God, I got you know so mad. Happened? I go, fuck you, Johnny Cash. That's what I said. I go, I'll kick your ass, Johnny Cash. Like, I was like, oh I literally, it was, I went crazy. You were a buddy from oh Elf seeing a fake Santa it's, in the mall. <laughs> You're like you're not Santa. <laughs> that was you. Yeah, and I got a and I got a note from the club and the thing. The whole thing was like, well, we heard he flipped off Johnny Cash, and I was like, that wasn't Johnny Cash. Put the quotations was, in the email. That was That's some, not actually Johnny yeah, Cash. that was some guy named Earl that plays Johnny Cash, and so it was like, but, uh, followed by a drag queen named uh, Dolly. Probably. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so you know, so it's just nice when there's somebody that's you know kind on stage, off stage. All I that also stuff. I think that the best thing I can do is watch other people's sets and like, like see things that I love and go, God, that was so good. Like it feels yeah. so much better when like you see a comic and you hear a joke and you go, Oh my, ooh. But see, that makes us better. Yeah, you know, that makes us better. Like when you come up to me and you go, Yo, I like that joke you're doing about the you know Trump or whatever. Yeah. It's like that makes me go, okay, I will emphasize maybe this part because he liked that, whatever. Like it gives me, you know, kind of uh, confidence in the joke, which in result will make me, you know, maybe make the joke better or like explore that topic more. So it's like that's that's how this whole thing happens. You know what I mean? Because without peers, then you're just yelling into the void. Yeah. And you can get some metric and some information from the audience, but at the end of the day, you kind of want someone who has to do it just as many times as you be like, okay, this, you heard, did you hear that we pop had, on that? That's how we Ooh. take care of each other. Well, before it was Seinfeld, Paul Reiser, Larry Miller. Like, they, those, uh, you know, uh, who's the other guy that has Kirby Enthusiasm? Larry um, David. Larry David. They'd all hang out together. They would all write together. They would take care of each other. They'd see each other's set. They would compliment. They would say, I didn't like that. I like this. You know, just, yeah, there was just that love, you know, for each other to get better. Yeah. And so I think it's nice when, because unfortunately not a lot of people have it because everybody's cutthroat and everybody's trying to, like, whatever. What, I mean. So it's nice that you don't have it. And I love, the, I love it when like, you. Like, what's the end of the road for people though that's my next question is like however many people you pissed off or like you pissed on on your ladder on the way up yeah. like do you like do you think that when you get to a certain point like they're gonna be like oh it's, it's okay like i still yeah. i still apologize if someone says oh can you do this date and i go unfortunately i'm not available i don't go no i can't i just go I'm, I'm, not, I'm out of town i'm sorry let me check like it's never yeah to me maybe it's like a little bit of theater background and maybe it's also just because like I always felt like I was being very uh, I was super super lucky to get to do this as much as I was doing it as early as I was doing it I never wanted to be like, yeah, I, des- I deserve this. I, which I gotta, I'm leaving. I got stuff to do. <laughs> Everyone's had yeah. some place to go. No, I've pissed off a lot of people just because I used to drink a lot. But uh, <laughs> but self reflection helps. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but you know, it's funny. Lee and I have been doing lately is um, we've been doing this thing where we um, and now when I say this, I don't mean everybody gets one. But I say, you know, sometimes somebody. Sometimes somebody will say something or they will do that thing from the stage or they will say something off stage, you know, and and a lot of times it's out of insecurity. It's about you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what they've gone through that day. And so, you know, we'll say we're going to give that person a pass. Yeah. You know, for, I'm going to give them a pass for that thing. I'm not going to let I'm not going to get centered in on that and go crazy and like obsess and make it bigger than it is. 
you know, I would just, I'm trying to do that more. Yeah. Like if somebody says something fucked up to me, I'm like, you know what? All right, I'll give you one pass. I'm going to give you, you're probably not going to get more than two, but you're going <laughs> to, you know, today you get a pass. My favorite thing with Leah is that sometimes both of us will hear someone say something just kind of crazy or be, or they'll <laughs> go to a, a very odd place in yeah. like the green room. Yeah. And then w- they'll leave and we'll be like, what <laughs> was that? <laughs> <laughs> Are we? We're bo- okay in agreeance, correct? Yeah, wow. Yeah. No, but she likes you too because you're you get it too because you're she's nice like you. You yeah. know, she puts out nice she asks vibes. Questions. Yes. She says, "How was your day?" And yeah. she doesn't even want to hear about comedy. She yeah, like yeah. A- she like ask if you want tacos. Yeah. From the tr- you know what I mean? She goes. Yeah. She goes. Are you like? She loves them do tacos. You, do you want a bell pepper? You know what I mean? <laughs> she just like bell peppers, but it's, she loves tacos. Uh, man. <laughs> no, but that's you know I don't know. It's uh it's it's just weird. You know I think we all forget that we're human beings. Things, and then we're just, you know, we all have so much more in common than we realize. 100%. You know, we're just, we just, like, if we would just figure out a way to communicate that's not, hey, who books that, or hey, you know, that's, yeah, I don't know, this needs to be a better energy. So, you know, that being said, you know, I feel like um, yesterday was such a cool moment. Yeah, know, thank this, you for coming. Thank you yeah, for being Yeah, it was, uh, we got to, you know, see your premiere party yeah. um, that was uh, national Television debut, I assume. Yes, one hundred percent. That's so cool, yeah. and uh, it was uh, very cool. Jay Jordan in the building uh, from last night's uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, NBC. <laughs> he killed it. It was such a good set. It was like from top to bottom. Thank I thought you had such a great set. That's a different kind of adult video, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. You know, it's like, and it was fun. What was funny watching your set was. Um, you know, I've I've seen certain, you know, comics who talk about, you know, being gay or something, but not in the way that you did it. You're oh, yeah. you're the way you did it was very tongue in cheek and but yet so out out like whatever, this is me, ain't nobody gonna make me not talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, Yes, yes, I'm here, 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 sixteen floats later. Yeah. Like it was like, you know, confetti and glitter and it was fantastic because yeah. it was just like and it, it, it was like, so fun. Even part, like I knew that even from a, you kind of do it as a preemptive strike yeah. from a comment standpoint because you know how internet culture works. I even have the line where I say, I know you guys are thinking, wow, a lot of gay stuff. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, you're preparing for yeah. what's to come. Because yeah. you know that's what's going to be on the, yeah. And I just wanted them to see that my queerness, like, is just a filter for me to see things sillier. Just like sure. my blackness isn't just like me being Southern and just like me being like, in my 30s and just like me be having a dog and having been in yeah. a relationship like yeah. it doesn't it's not I don't necessarily always want to talk about that stuff I just have to take in whatever the world gives me and filter it through that lens so if I yeah. want to talk about football I'm going to talk about it through that aspect yeah. I, was at a, I was at a silent auction after that taping at Caroline's for like a brain tumor benefit it was a good it was a good thing and I kid you not they said auction and I was the only black person on the show and I got on stage and said you guys keep saying auction you get kind of nervous <laughs> I'm from Mississippi <laughs> yeah it's uh, a lot of white people in an yeah, auction that could go of, either way exactly and just silently too <laughs> exactly oh man let's so, get out basically <laughs> that, that's that's the premise of get out it's a silent uh, auction and that, I that's... did it I left I left eventually um, yeah, you got out you got out <laughs> 
Get out. He got out. No, but <laughs> for for you to say that and for anyone who I respect to say, hey, I, not just that they like my jokes, but that, like they love the way I like handle things. Because it's joke writing is one thing, but then the ability to like deal with how it's going to be perceived and take the laughs and roll with them and then kind of like be super sweet and a little yeah. bit of bite, super sweet, innocent, bite again. Yeah, well, I mean, this. Hopefully, I say this right, but I think. Um, well, with you, it's. I think with I'm trying to say. You can say it. I'm real, you can, um, I'm no, real, I'll like, say it. I, I grew just, up with straight homeboys, so like the ability not to code switch, no, but to be let like, me, let's talk about this shit. No, 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 let me talk about. It. I'm trying. I'm just you know. I just have to. I have to, have to put it process. Um, so yeah. So okay. Let's let's say I know you know a handful of gay people in my life, and let's say I went to fashion school. Let's say I've you know. <laughs> I had a guy that just was obsessed with me and, Let's you know, that. really tried to, like, push me into the, you know, the, seen, the whole thing. I've and the I was close a couple long, times, a couple times. Hair, I was Dustin. like, I was, I've yeah, I've been down there. Very tan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I've, you know, I've gone down, you know, had a lot of friends and things. And so I just, um, but one thing that's cool about you is I feel like, I feel like a lot of people have their back up, you know, especially in the gay community. I feel like sometimes because, you know, they feel like, they're not ex- in- included in things and they feel excluded and they feel like people are coming after them and rights and things like that. So sometimes it, I, it, there's an uncomfortableness that happens with kind of trying to relate or trying to like be friends even. And I feel like you don't have any of that. There's nothing like I could hang out with you and I wouldn't even it wouldn't, it wouldn't cross my mind that you were gay until yeah. like you were like, hey, look at that cute guy. Yeah. Like it wouldn't even like it wouldn't even enter my brain. And you'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't even because because you, you can't talk. You know, you will. You're very broad in how you well, communicate. I had to, and like, teach. Some some gay guys aren't. Yeah, I it, had to teach. It's very tunnel. I had to teach eighteen Literally. year olds. I had to, yeah, I had to teach eight. <laughs> that's so dirty. I had to teach eighteen year olds uh, at the University of Alabama. I have to. What I is to that? Te- talk. Tell, tell me what that is. What is that? When I was a graduate teaching assistant, I had to teach intro to theater, and okay. it's a bunch of kids. Sometimes who are like, I just need this elective. Let me get through it. And so, how do I tell them about the history of the dithyrambic chorus and Thespis stepping out and creating <laughs> the monologue and make them interested? Yeah. But also, I grew up and compared to Wu Tang Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. How do I let them, when we eventually get to Hamilton and how we yeah. can talk about rap at the end yeah. of the semester? But like. Sure. I think that I always wanted to relate to people. I've worked a couple jobs where it was my job to be at the front desk or to like be a salesperson. So I always, my dad was a car salesman. Like, Mine and in the way it, you, so you know what I'm talking. You get that energy. You yeah. see, you go, oh my god. So my dad at my dad's funeral, women showed up and talked to me about the time that my dad had them on a motorcycle and they got a, a burn on their leg from a pipe. And mom, and then this woman's about to pull up her skirt, show me the burn. And my mom's like, can we go? Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the kind of person yeah. my dad was. At one point, he like got I think it was his sister's husband, so his brother-in-law. Like he wrote a check to get he wrote like a check to get him out of jail. Uh, and then he said, "Person, I didn't know you had that much money." And my dad was like, "I don't. That's a hot check." And they like had to go. <laughs> like so, it's like I always wanted to connect with people. All of my uncles were in the military. It's not necessarily I had to like learn how to be someone else. I just had to learn that like it's, people are so much more like. Yeah. And because what you described with some gay comics from a cultural and a historical legacy in comedy is that, like, we went from, like, Paul Lind and, like, um, I'm trying to think, Rip, and there are a couple other, like, funny, queer, 70s 
camp performers yeah. that were nice. And so then when we got to the 80s and 90s, every comic who was queer after that, uh, a la Ant and Mario Cantone, and I love both of them because I watched Ant on Last Comic Standing and Mario Cantone was like everywhere. Yeah. He was the most famous queer comic that I ever saw growing up. But they took all of Joan Rivers' bite and yeah. all of the like Judy Garland references and just took all of that and kind of funneled one direction. So it was it was based in more snark as a defense sure. mechanism. Absolutely. So now you don't have to be an attack dog. In my opinion, yeah. and the way that I like to present my comedies, I don't have to be an attack dog. That's great. I can be, but there's yeah. no reason for me to be off bat. Yeah. And so yeah. some people still like will gravitate towards that because they think it'll make them safer, mm. but it doesn't necessarily always help me. No, no, it's good. And I feel that in your comedy. I feel that that's, in all the things I said, I feel that comes through in your stand-up where it's just like, you know, I don't like, you know, I don't think like, oh, it's a gay comic. Uh, I'm not going to be into this. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's stuff I can relate to. It's like, it's life. Like your boyfriend's no different than my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is that, that, that's what came off. And that's, I think that's a beautiful thing. Cause that's what needs to be changed in the culture. You know, is that it's like, we're all the same. Just yeah. cause this person has, looks physically different. It's still the same. It's the same relationship. You're still arguing at dish about dishes. You're still, exactly. it's still, it's, it you didn't come home when you said you were. It's the same shit. Than a gay it's the same Exact. That's exactly what it is. So that's nice, and that's a beautiful thing and a good compliment because I feel like not everybody can do that. And no matter what gender or whatever you know they're into or you know whatnot, it's like it's hard to pull that off to have a broad appeal, you know. And because uh, you know I came up through black rooms, you yeah. know, and it's like so. That's the first time I saw you on TV. Yeah, the white boys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, and that was because you know I just figured out how to work Latino in black rooms and domestically southern room there's like a there's a there's an energy and an honesty that you have to present to like rooms of color that sometimes yeah. white audiences will not let you get away will let you get away from because they'll be a little bit more pretense you can like sort of like gild the lily you can hide behind some stuff well like black crowds you can't hide behind nothing no, so you can't. when i do when like when i do black rooms <laughs> the first thing i say is yeah yeah i get it i'm queer by the way y'all got choir rehearsal so y'all need to come on i'm the choir director like you know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's right yeah, yeah if you, you know find I mean? that that thing that you can just gotta zero in on because that's how i also grew up so like, I grew up with, like, very um, intentional and written comedy with, like, two, like, really Jewish friends that, like, love that shit. And yeah. then I also grew up, like, have, I grew up watching Comic View every night. Every, I, I watched Comic View every night. Ricky, when Ricky Smiley was a host, when Ronaldo Ray was the host, when they brought it back. And I think, like, there was another host. Bill Bellamy like, a host? Yeah, Bill Bellamy was a host, yeah. Uh, I, was it when Samora was a Samora that was the host? There was a female host. So just, like, and... These are comics that I... How about Ice Cream? Is he a host? Ice Cream. <laughs> Bruce Bruce, Ice Cream. Uh, I'm Sickle. Fat, uh, Fat Daddy. Oh, my God. What was his name? I always wanted a cool black nickname. Man. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, well, first Red of all, Bone. let's... let's Redbone was Red the Bone. white guy with Red the glasses. Bone. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, I know that guy. Um, well, let's back up for a minute there. I think every comic... Um, 
and I can tell you've been influenced by you know that kind of stuff, and it's just like I'm influenced by it too. And I think every comic should watch you know a, a season of BET Comic View yes. to learn how to perform, to learn how to own an audience, Ooh, to learn how yes. to master the craft of showmanship, learn how to maybe dress, how to just you know kind yeah, of make it a presentation. Yes, it's a show. It is. They pay. They got seated. They're ushers. Yeah. There's a minimum. These yeah. people paid their good money, and oh, you want to schlub around up there and say, oh, I don't know who I want to talk about. No, nah, you ev- know what you want to talk about. Everybody wanna, wants to watch a theater comic. They want to watch like somebody they yeah. know, a household name. It's like if you really want to you know, figure this out, that's something that should you know you should watch. Just in de- you know, almost take notes on how. Ooh, how and it, you like grow up and you go. How to own the stage. <gasps> yeah. How to hump Ooh. a stool with like with dignity. You <laughs> yeah. know? Not even how to hump a stool. <laughs> how like how to hear a laugh. How to hear yeah. someone like acknowledging what you just said and acknowledge them and go, what you don't you got, don't you laugh? Oh well, the crowd work too is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, the crowd work is great. So yeah, so that's I mean that's so that's what I was drawn to. You know, when I started comedy, it was just like it was either you know it's like these a lot of these white rooms that were fine, and that's you know I cut my teeth and get laughs. Yeah. But once you know, I remember you know once I kind of just my first real shows were the black rooms, and it's like those were like the more late shows and the pro yeah. shows. And, you know, and I would just go, I, one night I just kind of went all in when I was cranky, I was pissed off, I was mopping and, and cleaning the club and bathrooms and everything. And I got on stage and I, you know, I said this thing where I was just like, you know, it was, I was the only white guy in the room. And uh, I was just like, I go, I go, man, I feel like I just fell asleep and woke up on the 2-3 train. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody exploded. And it, was, and it was the first time that I kind of bit first, yeah. and everybody just loved it. And then that's when I started developing this edge. And I said, you know what? It's like just oh, go all man. in and have fun because they know you're playing, <laughs> they know you're having fun, and it worked. And then yeah, I got this. It's, and you it's know. a safe space. Yeah. It's not you whispering this behind no. someone's back at no. work. It's presentation. Slapping around, yeah, yeah. And that's you know. So it's it's definitely. Um, you know, just just it being in the, that environment helped me more than I think if I had not kind of you know been around something different. You know. Yeah, and it's writing. It's it to me like the elements are like writing, stage presence, and yeah. the ability to like work without the ball, and then yeah. like being able to get back on track and having all of those happen to you sometimes do have to happen in yeah. rooms where someone gets vocal and you love the fact yeah. that it's positive energy but you gotta address it get the crowd back into the groove that you want it to and then move on well take me to your early days of stand-up okay so the first day that I was doing stand-up so probably like 24 no 2013 right. and 2012 2012 I did like a lot of like what I I guess consider stand up in my college town, so Ole Miss, Oxford, okay. Mississippi. Okay. We had like a stand up workshop section of our class, and oh, then wow. I did like a show for my theater degree. I did like oh, a okay. show at like a venue. I did a couple more, and then I tried to do stand up like around the city, like wherever they would have open mics for like okay. like usually just like people with guitars sure. singing. Maybe some those poetry. are actually pretty good because yeah. you haven't. Done and you're the only person. Yeah, the only comics, great. And so that's when I would write jokes about like old Southern white ladies and like just like very Mississippian and still finding what I wanted to talk about. But I knew I wanted to talk about uh, like me being like at this very. It's a Confederate school. I mean, it's Ole Miss. You know what I mean? Ole Miss is because it's Ole Miss and Ole Massa on the plantation. Like you're very <laughs> yeah. aware. Like it's the kind of school where people's 
where people's grandparents are like, well, you know, your grandfather, the colonel, he um, he <laughs> bought that building. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I would write. I wrote, like, a few sketches. I was always trying to write. And I was always trying to figure out what my comedic medium would be. Uh-huh. And then so I went to Alabama. I got to perform more stand-up. They had uh, Seth Panage, my instructor. He said, all right, Jay, so I want you to go watch uh, go watch Pryor. And I did the the cheetahs. He has a, he has a che- the cheetah joke. Oh, about going to Africa? Yeah, going to Africa. Yeah. I did that one for, like, our monologue section. He said, oh, wow. you, have to tra- he said you have to transcribe it. Wow. And then you have to, like, highlight where you think his punches are. And then you have to try to do it like him. Interesting. And so I did it. Because Jamie Foxx did that too in his special. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Jamie Foxx is a great comedian, great actor, but Lord watch Jesus. one of his specials a little too prior. There's one of them. I'm like, really? You're gonna do a whole African thing? Shut up, dude. Seriously. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to disrupt. No, that's perfect. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. God. And so like, then I was like, okay, so this is the formula. And so keep in mind, during that and before that, my comedy acumen and my comedy homework was just me standing up or like sitting in the living room. My mom had gone to sleep watching Premium Blend, okay. watching Tough Crowd, like being like one of the people, one of the black kids at my, one of the few black kids in my school was like, have you guys heard about this Greg Giraldo? He's like pretty oh, funny. Yeah. He's like giving shit back to like he's Kevin great. Hart and like Dante Nero and like Patrice, like with Col- with Colin Quinn right there. And you're like, oh man, he's like kicking butt. He's like kicking ass. Yeah, they're like making, they're like, th- there are a couple episodes where they're like, well, you see them big brother Kevin Hart so hard oh, yeah. <laughs> throughout the entire episode. Oh, yeah. And so, and Rich Voss, too. And so, like, you learn all these names, and you go, I want to, like, hear more from them. So we, I didn't have the best internet hookup, so I was just watching, like, whatever Comedy Central would put on. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's me, like, sitting through Dr. Katz. Hopefully yeah. stand-ups can come on after this. And me watching Mitch Hedberg, me watching um, uh, Jim Gaffigan's first special with the cornfield, and me saying, yeah. oh, that's how. And then me growing up and hearing someone do, like, a comment on their own joke and going, Jim, that's Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. You just you just did a voice talking about the joke you just made. That's oh, this is like a cultural legacy. And then yeah. watching Chappelle and then watching the Chappelle show and figuring out, oh, this is like this is sketches. This is yeah. and so then watching more SNL and like kind of working both sides of that brain, one side that was like very black and like very urban and one side that was a bit more mainstream. And so then when I finally wanted to write, like I wrote like a fifteen, it was closer to twenty minute one-man show, and okay. it was for another graduate teacher. She said, I want it to be dramatic and comedic for you, Jay. And I took that, and I was like, okay, so a lot of comedy, a little drama. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like to, I mean, I talked about my yeah. dad's death. I talked about yeah. coming out, and I still have that coming out joke. So that, I wrote yeah. the joke in 2015. I probably wrote it in 2014, and then, like, finessed it and finished it because it was spring semester 2015. My coming out joke to my mom and to my family, and, like, I... That joke is four years old now, and I just yeah. feel like I'm getting the hang of every aspect sure. of it. Sure, but I thing. wrote it then. Yeah, that's the thing in comedy. It's like you're just never finished. Yeah. Sometimes. And so then I moved to New York in 2015, and I have all these jokes. I don't have any place 
to do them. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. I'm being a personal trainer. I'm cracking jokes to my clients. I'm watching stand-up. I'm going to Comic Strip Live. I'm, the first time I saw Roberto Vanderpool live, mm. I said, I mean, I, I said, I know him from Comic View. I saw Kyle with glasses. Kyle Grooms, yeah, yeah. Kyle Grooms. I, saw, I said, I know him from Comic View. Yeah. I said, I saw, I think I saw, oh, who was it? Was it Mike? I saw Mike Britt on a show before that, too. Like, when I, in that He's on Def Jam. Oh, yeah, that song. I was like, I know this man from from something. And that's like those moments. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm just going to shows 2015. uh, And then late, late, late 2015, early 2016, I build up some courage. Start going to mics, telling the jokes that I have. Doing three minutes, five minutes. Because I had a 20-minute set, the show, but it wasn't. So then... I go to normal rooms. I go to gay clubs oh. and like do five minutes after drag queen, which is if you want to, you know how you understand how much attention. <laughs> well, I've, I've you actually have done to a grab. few of those. Yeah, yeah. You, you have <laughs> yeah. to be so interesting. Oh yeah. Because sequins and titties are gonna come back out. Oh yeah. And you don't have either one of those. You're yeah, not dropping yeah, yeah. into a split. Yeah. You don't. You don't have a backing track. You don't, you don't get to grab the straight guy's crotch at the bar and his <laughs> girlfriend with, is, like, loving it. So you yeah. like, so then that's all, like, 2015, 2016. And so then I started doing, I go to Greenwich a lot. Yeah. Ricky, that's where I met Ricky Sofer. Yeah. And so then. Open I, mics there. Yeah, open mics there. And then I did Bringer for Broadway. Yeah. And so that's when I started doing, and, like, I got, like, a residency spot there. And then I started doing more stuff at a couple other spots. And yeah. so. My big thing was, listen, I get it. Yeah. Every other person who hasn't done theater doesn't understand. There is nothing at this level for you yeah. except for a microphone. Do you want that? Because the minute you start saying, yeah. when am I going to pay? I don't give a fuck. I, I went to theater school. You know, they tell you, when you, I used to tell kids, if you're looking to get paid, do something else. Yeah. You need, you're going to get exposure first. And if you're lucky, you'll be able to continue to perform. Yeah. No, you're the prime example of somebody that uh, did it right. Yeah. You know, you, you you know, you did the guest spots. I passed you. I did guest spots. Bring, I did yeah. bringers. I, yeah. And my rule was, I said, I will only do one bringer a month because I don't yeah. want to burn out my friends. And I'll yeah. at least say, you, you guys, I promise, I got two new jokes. Yeah. It's a, I got two new jokes, so you yeah. won't have to hear all the same ones. No, you did it perfect. And, uh, you know, it's like you did the open mics. You did the bringer shows. You did uh, the industry showcases. Yeah. I saw you. I started booking you at Greenwich. You started doing guest spots for me. You started doing some, you know, low-end, like, MC paid, yeah. whatever. And then, you know, you got your big credit. And then, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm put you up with the big boys. And you got to confirm those. And, uh, I confirm them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but that's how it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. My buddy, um, you know, PD Diabru, same kind of thing. It was like I was working with him. It, we were more actually student coach kind of thing. And then. You know, and then he just did the work. You yeah. know, he figured it out. He took the advice and watched. And that's the thing, too, is, like, you absorb well. Oh, and I, I think love. That's, well, I that helps. The fir- I remember the first time I got to, like, be on a show with Mike, the first time I got to be on a show with Wally, and I was like, well, they just came in like a hurricane. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> They'll take time yeah. in between. They're, they play with space and, yeah. and like, non vocalization so well yeah. that they'll just like sit in something and then pop out of it oh my god both of yeah. like Wally Collins and Mike Brett you watch them and you go someone's like oh it's because they're they're both alphas I said, it's not they're alphas they're just so seasoned yeah. at reading a room they will pl- like 
You know what I mean? You know those yeah. days you're like, man, nah, they ain't buying no nothing. You're like, okay, well, I guess someone's going to catch like a sturgeon. So it's like <laughs> someone's going to catch a huge fish here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, well, yeah, that's, well, that's the thing is like, I appreciate you appreciating the craft and those of us who have, you know, because just be, and here's the deal. There's a, there's a huge misconception in comedy um, from a lot of people. First of all, time doesn't matter. No. There's a lot of people that do it the wrong way for a really long time. And you <laughs> don't you play the way you practice. I heard I think yeah. I heard that it was like greatest show on turf, like it's the St. Louis Rams. I'll never yeah. forget someone said, Why you why you half assing in practice? Yeah. You gonna play the way you practice. Yeah, yeah. So those seven people, make those seven people laugh hard. Make that table laugh hard. Absolutely. Yeah, I um yeah, you know, it's like, but I think there's this, like, you know, there's, you appreciate a guy that can crush. You appreciate, yeah. oh. you know, and a lot of guys you don't. Out, I come out screaming. With, with like, You're with so funny. Like You're great. I love pop. it. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> but that's you appreciating, like, that's like someone, you know, a musician appreciate a good guitar solo or whatever. Like, you get it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you understand that. And it's a beautiful thing that you that you appreciate it. Because I see a lot of young guys younger than me in comedy, they don't appreciate it as much. They're just worried about themselves or whatever. That's the thing. That's why I get so angry at comics sometimes because it's like, you know, I get off stage and I, you know, I had a good set and I fucking, I was the one that saved the show and it's yeah. like one of those like, yeah, I'm just like feeling like a gladiator and then someone would be like, hey, so well, how do I get on it? And I'm like, really, dude? Like, like, you you wanna... can't appreciate that for a second? You can't give me props for that? Just like two seconds? Uh, just two seconds? Because you're not even close to that. And you're not even present. <laughs> yeah. Like, how horrible. are you gonna, you yeah. have to be there. Yeah. Like, you have to be right there. You have to say, I'm at this show listening. Because what happens if you have a tag that somehow mixes with something they just heard, so there's a buzzword that creates a big pop, and you weren't listening, and you don't know why that's a big pop, and you hadn't even known that this couple is going through a divorce? Yeah, yeah. Then you get on stage, you're like, so you guys married? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just pay attention. It's free. You get a free yeah. show. You get a free show and free drinks. Why are you mad? <laughs> Okay, you you. It's, it's just some people. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the way I was raised, but also like you said, from performance background. Yeah. I'm like, listen, yeah, it could be way worse. Yeah, until you sit through like a tech rehearsal for like a Shakespearean play where you have two lines, you got to wear tights. Like, let me tell you, like, don't don't complain <laughs> about getting to tell dick jokes. <laughs> don't do that because I can make you memorize some iambic pentameter. That could happen. <laughs> That shit's hard. Shakespeare's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Dick jokes are hard too. If, if you it's know. a good dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta have a. You know, I I pride myself in smart dick jokes. Yes. I think people uh, under you know like underappreciate a good smart clever way of kind of getting into <laughs> the dick joke genre. Uh, no, your your buddy from Arkansas joke. That's to me. It's also like the efficiency of words, economy yeah. of language. When you're able to go, all right, we're gonna. It's gonna be. I know exactly what I need to say. It's yeah. a Jay Leno technique. Keep uh, take it away, take it away, take it away. Then you laugh. Okay, put that last word in back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's great. You know, uh, I appreciate you appreciating it. It's, I love it. Oh, that's one of my favorite know. jokes. Of yours. Yeah. <laughs> telling people. That. And people don't even get like if people get offended by that joke, go, oh, you're not get it. You don't get it. The buzzwords through you. Like as it is 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's pull shit like that, and you have to. Yeah, no, it's funny that you said that because I feel like 
it sometimes will get a uh, like certain crowds they will sit on it because of the trans feeling that they have uh, no, I love and it. then <laughs> so what i do now is i say oh just as an update they're still together yeah, and i said and i said they adopted an asian kid and a hairless cat that's what i added last night and it worked pretty well <laughs> It's, it's such a good... Because then you're just like, what are you going to say now? They're married. Don't even, <laughs> uh, it's so good. And because what happens is is, is people, yeah. you sometimes straight people, they think they're helping me. They're like, you should say that. And I'm like, Let it, no, shut up. No, I yeah. like him. Stop. Let him tell the joke. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, that's what I like about you is I can play with you. Yeah, 100%. like and we can we can do some gay joke or play around or whatever. And it's like and you get where I'm coming from, and it's never malicious or anything. And, and because every time you see someone that you like on like a couch with like a host, every, every time you see someone on a panel that you yeah, really yeah. like, what you're liking is the fact that they know how to play in character with and without the ball with whoever is throwing the stuff at them. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you like about them. You go, oh, why are they so funny together? Because they know how to interact, know how to go back and forth with that host without stopping the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely. It's a lot of fun. Um, did you have, have you had any road work experience? Yeah, much? so I do. Give me. I do, do you have like a hell gig or anything? I do like colleges now a lot, and so okay. I, whenever you do like a Jesuit school, I'm like, y'all yeah. know, y'all know, I'm gay. I'm gonna walk in and like. <laughs> start bubbling my skin's gonna fall off okay i guess like, okay just do i said okay i just have one stipulation can we turn all the crucifixes upside down is that that's like the only thing i'm asking <laughs> what's uh have you had a crazy like road game uh, like, i had like one school that where you like you go to a cafeteria uh and you're like oh this oh this is it and, like, one time yeah. i felt like i was in like a room just like a, a lecture room yeah. For like a classroom, and it wasn't full. And like one of my, fr- it was in Memphis, and one of my friends came, and like one of my teachers came, and I like had like three people there, and there might have been seventeen people there, and three of them were mine. I still had to do an hour. <laughs> oh and you're wow! Like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes you roll up on gems. Like I was in Richmond, and it was an amazing experience. I was in Lexington, Virginia. Yeah. And it was it was a it was amazing. It was this yeah. basement, and all these college kids came in. Um, as far as like road gigs that I've loved so far, uh, Comedy Loft in DC treated me really, really nice, and that was good. But even then, there were people, there were there were people that like kind of got it, and because Chocolate City is DC, so yeah. there there are more black people with shows like that, and I didn't I didn't put it together, and so then when I saw those black people, I was like, oh man. Y'all, y'all get to see, like, another, another side of me. Because sometimes yeah. for me, like, when they're just the right amount of black people to show, it feels like a family reunion. And then you can play with, like, the audience's basically divergent tendencies. Because you know, yeah. I, like, when black people go crazy about something, then, like, that can inform the room how to go crazy. And then every now and then, a white person laughs at something that we've, like, established just for us. And they yeah. go, wait, what? And you're like, I, you got very comfortable, dog. <laughs> We gonna have to get you one of the t-shirts. Like, what are you doing? Well, that's what's funny too. Is like, uh, like I get really disappointed when there's no black people in the crowd. I wanted to be mixed. I, w- I want I my. Too. I wanted I'm to so be so disappointed. I don't like homogenous crowds. I want there to be like older people, younger people. I don't want everyone to be my age, and I want everyone to be. Uh, younger than me. I want older people, younger people, singles, couples, black people, yeah. Latinos, a few people from 
outside the U.S., but English as a first language is preferred because every now and then I'm like, listen, that's Netherlands. I don't have a lot <laughs> about tulips. And there's just something, there's an energy that a thick, black, older woman adds oh, to a crowd 100%. that nobody understands until when you've you, done stand-up for years. When like, you hear that yes baby from the back, <laughs> or, when you, or when you hear her... <laughs> cackle about something it's the greatest feeling in the world and if you have a table full oh come on it's Ugh. it's impossible had, not to have a the, good time there were black girls that were in dc for work that saw me at the comedy loft they came up to me afterwards yeah. and the best part is that they are like there are no pretensions they're like hey come over here i was like yes, yes ma'am <laughs> they're like well, what part of new york why they're like you're funny you know you're funny I was like, yes, man. And they're like, you okay? Just I'm letting you know. <laughs> and then they were there with a the guy, and he was loving the interaction. And I was like, oh, are you, are you guys, like any of you guys together? And because then, then you, your job as a comic is done, and then they start giving you more shit for later shows. They go, him? No, <laughs> in front of him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, player. I, I'm a bad dude. I didn't mean to put you. Are you gay? Is that why? He's like, no. I was like, okay, you in DC? If you want, you can try it. It's, <laughs> No, but it's, yeah, it's a certain, you know. This, this and you know what's smart about energy. that? There aren't enough people, black, white, or other, to that say that enough. Like, you don't, yeah. you want it to be a cross-section yeah. of the world, of America, of New York. I don't need, if everyone in there has a lot of money, then when I say I'm broke, they're not laughing with me, they're laughing at me. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. I need someone to be like, I, I, I'm about to, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm broke too. Two drinks? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I need that. Yeah, well, you don't want them thinking, you know, too much about the two drinks. But... Yeah, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta pay for them drinks. Right? No, you'd be making them walk out, but I fucked it. Let's get out of here. We're just going to skip out. Um, but no, it's like, you know, it's like you get all that stuff. And at that, in New York provides a pretty good mix for most most crowds in Manhattan. I feel sorry for comics that don't have... New York City is a base to do stand up. Yeah. This is the best place in the world. It's, it's in a the world. In the world. Your knife. Like, you better get it's, good. It's like, it's like, you know, painting in like France in the 20s or whatever places where all that, you know, whatever yeah. art was happening when it was happening. It's you like know, do a heroin in yeah. New York in the 70s. <laughs> exactly. Where else? Exactly. Uh, grunge in Seattle yeah. or, you know, <laughs> theater in, in England. Or, yeah. You know, it's, that's what it is. You know, it's this thing that's like just, no, and nobody understands it until and, you move here and sacrifice everything and you to be see here. People that go, this is it for me. I'm, this, yeah. I'm making a decision to yeah. do it, and it's yeah. so admirable. And that's why I have to respect comedians because I'm going yeah. through the same thing. I'm going through the same. Oh, okay, okay. What? And because whenever you do it, you do like a play. You mm -hmm. get a script, script supervisor, the writer, the director, like, okay, take it this way. And like, yeah. part of the reason that they want another take is because. They want it to be their take, but your shit, like your personal shit, is not being judged. Yeah. As a comic, this I'm unzipping this layer down viscera. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. guts. It's just me. Yeah. It's me talking. And some nice abs. Yeah, and some <laughs> and some nice abs. And that's another thing that I love to do now because I don't even talk about that shit until like it has to come up because I yeah, want yeah. it to be like a surprise. Yeah. No, it is. It's nice. You know. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Dustin. Yeah, it's your, you got you to take care of yourself. No, but that's the thing too. Is like, uh, yeah, you know, just you know, that's the thing. Just because somebody you know takes care of themselves, sometimes it's like they're not as. 
you know, sometimes people don't focus on the other stuff, but yeah. you seem to focus on, you know, the comedy as well. You, know, so you see a lot of female comics where it's just like all about their ass on and Instagram. It's like, come on, man, write a joke. Yeah. You know, because I got a girl that's a, a female comic, but she really, it's it's about her comedy. She's not showing her tits, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, here's, and what happens is I've never seen anyone with good jokes not be able to shut down someone who tried to say they only got where they are because they're hot. Exactly. If you got good jokes, you when someone says something crazy, you got it's done. It's they they, they fucked yeah. up hard. Exactly. It's so that's yeah. what I love to see. And cause like if you're like titties up to your eyeballs on your Instagram without a joke. It was one hundred percent you have every right to do it. But then you also have to understand until you figure out how to balance the two, people yeah. are gonna be like, Oh, those tits and you're gonna be like, Completely my comedy and you be like, Oh, which one is the comedy one? Yeah, you wear a lot of mesh tank tops, but you work really hard on your craft. Thank you. Thank you. I do wear a lot of mesh. <laughs> Podcast should be in visual format, which you guys can see. I'm just concerned. I'm like a pilgrim no. today. Yeah, you are. I look like. I <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the, we- the weather's changing, you know, changing <laughs> oh, yeah. out there. I gotta be funny this season. Well, I'm very proud of you, man. It's really cool to watch <laughs> you. You, you know, you've done a short, a lot in a short amount of time, which is really, really impressive, and uh, it's really excited to see where you know everything takes you and where you, you where you end up next and what you're doing and. Hopefully some good stuff happens for you, some acting and all that fun stuff, because I know you want to do that as well. Yeah, I get, so, I'm doing an HBO cool. show in January. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, that'll be fun. And, like, it's because of opportunities like you. Like, I always say, like, just please, like, you just throw me an alley-oop. Put, you know, make it even easier. Put the ball on the tee. I'm a four-year-old. Just yeah. let me, yeah. just give me a chance, and I promise I'm going to try, I'm going to execute. Yeah, no, and I saw that, and I have a pretty good eye for it, and I'm just glad that I saw you when I did, and, like, took a chance, and it's nice, nice to see people. We have a nice foxhole of good comics, you Oh, know? yeah. It's nice. We're all doing stuff, and it's, like, all really, you know, exciting. It's an exciting time to be a comic. A lot of people are like, oh, we missed the boom. It's like the boom's always happening. Yeah, you just got to be in the right place and just not you're in mentally the right place. You know. Yeah, and don't think there's a shortcut. Start yeah. start thinking. Oh, okay, the first whenever I did that, I did my album recording, and then I thought the next week I was like, let me try to let me write five new jokes. Yeah. Just that's it. No, no, I don't, they don't even have to be perfect. Just let me see if I can get like five more things out of my brain because there are things I haven't even discussed. Oh yeah, there's and so much part to of it. it. You, like you said, it's kind of like therapy. Like comedy can be therapeutic, but it isn't therapy. But you're like, okay, I have. Why haven't I talked about this? Oh yeah. Why, how do I get to? The, I'm fighting with my boyfriend a lot. Is there, I'm okay. Yeah. What happens when two guys who used to be pieces of shit get together? Like every <laughs> argument is just like, why are you going through my phone? Why are you going through my phone? Jinx. Like it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's very you know it took me um it took me a, a couple of years you know lee and i've been together about 13 years and it took me understanding that just because you get in a fight doesn't mean it's over yeah like i used to think that like fight man fuck you i'm out get out of here because my that's what my family taught me you know that's yeah. what i went to it's like oh you don't like who i am see you later motherfucker yeah. and then it's <laughs> get my trash bag i'm packing my shit you know that i had to lee was like i'm not going to leave you because yeah. i'm mad at you yeah it's okay <laughs> so anyway but relationships relationships be hard but you have to like you have to step back a little bit yeah and just not you know i don't know and yeah. comedy is a relationship and i've been very very yes. lucky 
Thank you so much, man. No, I'm proud of you, man. Very cool. Uh, what's uh, going to promote anything? Oh, Any yeah. You podcast could, uh, or album or all your stuff? Go you, ahead. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on at jjurden. That's J-Y-J-U-R-D-E-N on all social media. Yeah. You can watch my clip from last night if yeah. you want to. Tonight and, Show. Yeah, that's Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. That's, dude, that's huge. And, tonight Show? Come on, dude. Tonight it's, Show. And It's the Tonight Show. I, I that's a big fucking deal. Roots up, and he whispered to me, he said, you got to come back. I was like, nice. I'm not up. It's not my decision. <laughs> I said, that's y'all. <laughs> and this is like, okay, exclusive, yeah. exclusive. Just for, just for uh, I'll, and I'll leave you with this. So backstage, yeah. Adam Sandler was there. And he oh, did nice. a pre-tape for a show coming up. Oh, and wow. Lauren Michaels was there because Adam Ooh. was there. So I got to see Lauren Michaels from yeah. afar. Because you, you, you just kind of go, that's Lauren Michaels. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you think he hears you, you go, I yeah. And then Adam Sandler came up and he said, you crushed it, dude. He said, it was a good set. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> like, that, dude, yeah, it's huge. people talk about, oh, like, comedy, like, Mount Rushmore. Like, he's, like, the bedrock. I don't oh, even yeah. know. Like, Mount Rushmore is not yeah. a nice enough title for what. I, when I was in undergrad, I yeah. wrote lyrics for an unofficial Billy Madison musical. Yeah. That, you know, like, so hearing that backstage, oh, yeah. I was like, Whoa. Yesterday, um, I heard that he has my treatment. Like, ah! Yeah, so it's like somebody gave him a treatment that I worked on for yeah. these people and stuff. So yeah, that guy's yeah. It's like when somebody oh. like that is involved in any aspect, compliment, whatever. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. He's great. He does behind, a lot of good shit. If I was behind him at Seven Eleven, guys, no, I mean I was close to getting cast. <laughs> I was just this close. <laughs> Who's the guy? I'm, I'm such a dick. Forgetting. Um, used to work at Greenwich. He writes for Fallon now. Oh, there are a couple. Jordan people. Fisher. Jo- Jordan Fisher. Jordan yeah, Fisher, yeah. So he's another one. Like he's part of the whole Greenwich yeah. thing, and like he got. And you know. he did his Fallon set. I was there tonight. He announced yeah. that he was doing Fallon. He did yeah. the Fallon set, and because of the way that Stand Up NBC worked, both of us kind of. It's an incubation process because yeah. you're introduced to some really cool people at NBC, yeah. and then you go through like so many different drafts of transcripts. Where yeah. like every now and then they go, "Do you have a, fi- a tight like a tight late night five? And you know what it's for, but you don't even say, "Oh yeah, I know what it's for." You just send it, yeah, and you wait. And sometimes they go fix this, and, you, and then you just you never know. You yeah, never, I found out uh, less than two weeks before, like thirteen, like twelve days before. Oh wow, that's awesome. And they're like, "You got it," and I was like, "Can I send you guys the newest one?" Because I wanted to get in two jokes that I had been working at Grange and around yeah. the city. And they said, "Yes, update it." I sent it fast, and I sent it, made through S&P, and then, like, I went away for a week to do college gigs, came back Saturday, Sunday, Monday, ran that, ran that, ran that, did it on Tuesday. Wow. That's some people, you just never know. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's crazy. But that's great. You freaking, you pulled it off, Ugh, you know? Thank it's you. Because like, it can always go either way, you know? Yeah, people be, people be <laughs> thinking they have that applause sign on. They don't, because what you do I've seen Mitch Hedberg kind of eat a dick when on you, Letterman. He listen, was just like, it is, you, you know, it happens. When you, you find out you're doing it, you, like, watch as many of them as possible. I think it's, yeah. like, 120, it's, like, 150 online, and you can watch. You wow. You watch all the way back until when they started doing oh, this one. That's amazing. And so, like, you'll see people like Pete Lee, like, crush back-to-back. Yeah. And you'll see, yeah. like, Roy Wood Jr. crush back-to-back. And then, like, because I'm nice, I won't say no names, but you'll see some people, you'll be like, what were you thinking? <laughs> Don't you know what this show is? This if, is... If you get a chance... This is meatloaf and potatoes. You know these people... <laughs> If you get a chance, uh, I think it's out there. Um, Steve Martin did five minutes in front of dogs. <laughs> he took a bunch of dogs and brought them up on stage, and then he's doing his stand-up to the dogs. It's it's phenomenal to watch. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Very excited. Jay Jordan, everybody, check him out. He's definitely one to watch. 
Thank you, uh, everybody, and uh, you can catch me. I will be in Long Island at Brokerage uh, at November 22nd, 23rd. I need to sell it out, guys, so please uh, get your friends on the horn and let's fill out those seats. And also, if you're interested in stand-up comedy coaching, you can go to my Facebook page, Comedy Coaching, um, and Facebook or something. You'll figure it out. Thank you so much for listening. I'll leave you with this. Bye-bye. (laughs) 